Greg, I got a movie pitch for you. Hit me. Four words. Stockholm Syndrome in space. I have some notes. Welcome to I Have Some Notes. This is the movie podcast where we take, oh, big budget, lots of stars, lots of, lots of charisma, movies that fall flat on their face, and we pick them up and brush them off and get them on the very way to school. Uh, my name is Colin. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Greg Beaver. <laughs> I'm Scott C. Bourgeois. I am his lovely wife, Anita. Uh, we're coming to you uh, from uh, a rainy night here in uh, downtown. Yeah, it started Edmonton, raining on us, uh, which is wonderful. It rains four times a year in Edmonton, so this is a, this, this is, is one day. of them. Be, hopefully, be... hopefully we don't use them all up <laughs> yeah. in the first week of spring. <laughs> yeah. On a on a on a rare night uh, pre uh, pre orders playoff. So if you you may be listening to this podcast when the when the city's been burnt to the ground, yeah. either in celebration. A playoff victory. Grease out the poles. It's or, time to win some playoff games. Or, or, or playoff agony. Uh, yeah, so we have, a, we have a fun movie tonight. Uh, we've actually... So it's we're kind of doing a little mini-series of, of I Have Some Note movies that involve cryogenic sleeping in cryo chambers. That's true. Last yes. episode was Alien, Alien 3. And this, uh, today we're doing Passengers. This is a 2016 uh, science fiction film uh, directed by Morton uh, Tildum. Uh, it stars Jennifer Lawrence, the biggest star in the world. Chris Pratt, the second biggest star. The second, biggest, the star second biggest star in the world. Not very bankable right now. Uh, but both very well bankable actors, uh, so Michael Sheen right and Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, now this movie came out, uh, yeah, so very recently. It's a sci-fi epic romance epic, rep, epic, uh, but it kind of fell flat. The que- the on question its face. mark. It's a sci-fi something. <laughs> it's a sci-fi uh, sci-fi something, and it, uh, so big budget. Big stars. Uh, the uh, the director Morton Tildum had just come off Imitation Game, had just like a pocket full of Oscar nominations. Should have been, uh, you know, the last should have been a slam dunk. Slam, the, you know, their previous movies, The Martian, Interstellar, Gravity, big kind of like star led sci fi epics, each made six hundred million dollars plus. This should have been easy. Everyone should have been sleeping on. Uh, drinking and drinking like gold flavored water that they get in Saudi <laughs> gold, Arabia. Gold that flavored gold, water. Gold, yeah, gold flavored water. And it did not happen. Did not happen at all. This movie kind of flopped a bit. Yeah, it was a big even. old flopperino. Big old flopperino is, is, uh, is Greg posted on the Instagram. Uh, <laughs> did you find anyone on social media who had seen it? Yes. Yeah, actually. Oh, you actually we found something? Yeah, we, we'll actually, we'll get to that a, later, but I'm There was actually curious. a pretty good discussion on it, yeah, believe yeah, it or not. Yeah, yeah on the I Have Some Notes Facebook page. Yeah, we know our Excellent. target audience, Scott. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, uh, yeah we actually cut a bit of comments. So, yeah, so we, before we get into what we keep, what we cut this film, uh, let's go around the table. General thoughts on this movie, Greg Beaver. Well, uh, you know what? I would say that uh, this could very well be the shortest I Have Some Notes episode, if we really wanted it to be. Probably. Because like, I'm just going to say it right now. This, the movie fix is Jennifer Lawrence gets in the hibernation pod at the end. Podcast is that movie. what you think it is? That is a movie. <laughs> that is a fix. <laughs> a fix. That's not the fix so we came here, up with. Here's the thing. I would preface this might be the, might be the first, first, uh, first episode we've ever done where we each have one tiny little fix that completely redeems the movie, but it's all going to be different. So instead of like movies where we're turning into musicals and doing all these other changes... This is this is just like, although I would like, like to see tightening. Passengers the musical for the record. I would like to see it too. Uh, this is just like like just you know, like changing one or two things, tightening some screws, done. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I think it's really easy to fix this movie. Yeah, so we so we could be done in five minutes, but then like but people, people need something to pass time at their jobs. So sure, we need to yeah. talk for a little bit longer than that. So <laughs> at least an hour. And I <laughs> I will say that the movie is fundamentally quite good. Like it looks beautiful. It looks, it's awesome. The production yeah. design is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Pratt and Lawrence are both very good in it. Um, they have good chemistry together. They yep. do. They do. Um, the 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 story is problematic, but like the the skeleton of it is quite good. Yep. It's it's almost a good movie. It's so close. <laughs> it's so close, and yet the the movie is underscored by some very creepy subtext that it cannot escape because of yeah. one decision that the filmmakers well, made. Well, why don't we actually describe the movie? Yeah. Just, I think it's important yeah. to sort of establish sure. the plot, the general plot of this movie, because it's more than any other movie that we've done, it's really important for the audience to understand like, so, the, everything that went so on. Spo- so spoilers if you haven't seen Passengers. Yeah, if you're, we're watching, gonna, if you're, you're listening to this podcast, you better expect the next crap out of this movie right yeah. now. Um, so, the, so the premise is uh, so set in the future. Uh-huh. Uh, so Chris Pratt and bo- both Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence are, are people on this ship that's going thousands and thousands and millions of light years to another planet where they're going to start anew and this called Homestead Two or whatever. Homestead it is. Two. Homestead Two. It's uh, a one hundred and twenty year journey. Yes. On now. So every so everyone's in cryo sleep. The ship's on autopilot. There's cute little robots running around cleaning. I don't know what, but they're cleaning something. Yeah, they're just a bunch of little Roombas running. Yeah, they around. look like little triangular Roombas. I thought they were adorable. Yeah. And then they all link up and like sneak away. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, so so while en route, uh, the ship kind of runs into a giant asteroid belt and a giant giant asteroid, which causes some damage, some mysterious damage to the ship, and it causes some problems, including waking up Chris Pratt. Who is a who is just a he's a good old fashioned handyman with a beard. He's a mechanic. He's a mechanic, uh, but he wakes up and no one else is awake. So he's wandering around the ship by himself, and the little holograms are saying, "Oh yeah, you're four you're four months out from getting to the the planet." And then it turns out, oh, actually, sorry, you're ninety years away from reaching the planet, and no one else is going to wake up until four months yes. before yeah. the ship arrives. Yes. So then Chris Pratt. Dutifully tries to put himself back into hibernation. Yep. And, can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. it, it or tries to contact it, Earth. And yep. That's going to take 55 years? To get a return message. Yes. Yeah, I, like, I really appreciate this about the movie because there's very few movies that actually take into account communication in, in space would not be instant. Right? So like, it's talking like, about? It's in Star Trek and Star Trek's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. Absolutely. They, they actually... I will Before say, during spaces. the first act, yes. Oh, yes. the first act is quite good, actually. Yeah. Uh, he goes through all of these different, I'm going to call them schemes, to try to put himself back to sleep, to try to get in touch with someone to find out what's gone wrong, to try to uh, get access to people who might be able to help him. And he's stymied every step of the way yeah. by perfectly logical, logical yeah. issues. And, and I will say that that first act of the movie is really solid. And it's really good acting on Pratt's behalf that you can follow his descent into despair. Yeah. Yeah, he try there's he tries to make the most of it for a little bit and then as he's as he sort of like swirls into uh, excess uh then it becomes a situation where he decides that he's going to end it all and he tries to basically space himself. Yeah. But he can't do it. He can't do it. He decides not to, and and he walks back into the ship, 
and he spies uh, Jennifer Lawrence and her hibernation pod. And now the movie takes a turn. <laughs> as, as you need to describe, yeah. space Stockholm. So we need what happens next. So he frets about it uh, with his android bartender. While oh. also stalking this woman. While stalking this woman. He looks her up. He finds her interviews. Uh, she turns out she's an author. He reads her books. And he is he's quite smitten and, and quite in love with her. And he toils over it for uh, for a fairly long time. Yeah. I, I got the and impression he, he, for like he's months. He's repeatedly telling himself, <clears throat> he's don't, gonna, don't you no, do it. No, don't do this. Forget about her. So, yeah, nothing, so he's, nothing. So, he's, so he's, he's, he's plotting about waking her up. Yeah. Yes, he plots about he waking her up. he can't come to terms with his own loneliness. <clears throat> yeah. And and finally, as a like a an act of desperation, he he does it because he's a mechanic. So he finds the manual on it and he figures it out, and he can wake her up. And he does so, and immediately you you can see it. Like this is where I think Chris Pratt is a fine actor. Actually, you can see he immediately like has to face the consequences of what he's done. He's done this act of desperation, and he can't. He he doesn't know how to deal with it, so he runs away. <laughs> And then she wakes up, and he lets her wander around, and he makes it look like an accident. Oh, oh, you're awake too. So am I. Now we're together on this ship. Let's make the most of it. And it's it's nice to see her go through a similar cycle, only in a shorter yeah, amount of time. But yeah, yeah. Yes. you see her trying to contact people and trying to wake up the crew and attacking the door with a sledgehammer. And yeah, but and she's got someone else there, so she kind of accepts it a little better. And as far as like. As far as, like, the romance of it goes, like, at no point does sort of Chris Pratt sort of try and force the issue. He No, he, actually. He's actually, he's, he gives her his, his the space, and and they just sort of, like, eventually start to fall in love over over a period of time. And that, like, that actually sequence, like, that just the, this, if you're just taking the romance in isolation, actually, is actually... Written fairly well. And, and again, I, I thought because, it was very sweet. Because Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt also had great chemistry together. So that, that helped as well. Yeah. Um, but he has not told her the truth. Yes. And he has sworn his android buddy, who is the bartender, played by... Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. Who I love. To, to secrecy, saying that he will tell her. But he accidentally suggests... Uh, flippantly, that he has maybe told her. So the android. This is a great moment, by the way, because the 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 android. I like the android a lot because I, I can't like the, the android's name. I'm, I'm putting myself uh, on the spot. Arthur. Arthur. Yeah. 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 His uh, like the the moral ambiguity of the of the android make it, it's it's a great little thing to have. To and it makes sense that the robot would end up telling Jennifer Lawrence just because he just robots. <laughs> well, he's <laughs> because of the nature of the he's, character. He's so wonderfully programmed as like your friendly bartender who's here to listen to your troubles, yeah. and he always has like a platitude to deliver to you. Yeah, and they're regulars. They're here's regulars. He sees them all the time. Yeah. He knows so, them by name. He knows what's going on. He in their knows lives. their drink order, yeah. right? He knows it's her birthday. Yeah, right? when, and when and when uh, Chris Pratt suggests like doing something morally reprehensible, like waking this woman up, which would essentially be mean her death, essentially in space. Yeah. he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, well, I'm I'm happy for you. He says, you know. Well, no, it's it's on the one hand, he's he plays devil's advocate to himself in that scene because on the one hand, he's like, this sounds like the perfect match and you should absolutely do it. And he's like, yeah, but then she would like die on this ship in 90 years yeah. by herself. Yeah. And he's like, well, then you definitely shouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, <laughs> that's pretty great. But, so, uh, but to, as the plot forwards, uh, Chris Pratt 
makes a, a flippant remark about how there's no secrets between them, and Arthur takes that to mean that he's revealed the truth to her, so he starts talking about it to yeah, her. Yeah. And spills the beans to Jennifer Lawrence, to Aurora, that's her character's name, yeah. that uh, John? Jim. Jim had, uh, <laughs> sorry, a lot of, a lot of J names, yeah. that Jim uh, woke her up prematurely of his own volition. And she is understandably betrayed and outraged. Yeah. Really upset. Yeah. Uh, I, now I think I think we should uh, we should you know just take a step back to rewind the table this a little bit just because oh, so, we miss so, something? Uh, no because because we're kind of describing obviously so this this act of kind of uh, waking up horror is kind of like something horrible and kind of reprehensible. Uh, this movie uh, I think why, why, one of the reasons why this movie did so poorly is that it was not marketed this way. No. It was marketed as being this sort of like a sexy mis- space thriller. Or or a mystery. Why or were they mystery. woken up? Yeah. yeah, why are they mystery? But it's just like, oh, you've got like super sexy Chris Pratt and even sexier Jennifer Lawrence and there's bikinis and, and you know, and yeah. that sort of stuff. I, I had thought that like when I saw the marketing that like the, the big twist in, in this movie was going to be that there was some sort of like big reason why those two were... Yeah, because that was a conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, that's why. He is making finger motions. Violent arm gestures. (laughs) I remember seeing the preview to this movie when uh, Scott and I went to see something else. It might have been Jurassic World. Could have been. (laughs) Don't make one. It was later than that. Anyway, I remember turning to him and saying, that actually looks like a decent movie. Yeah. Yeah. And when we had finished watching it, I, I said... There is something I remember very clearly from the trailer that is not in this movie. Oh. And it's very different. I remember very clearly in the trailer Chris Pratt saying, I think there's a reason that you and I are both awake. Oh, yeah. Both yeah, I remember awake. that too. Like, like implying that the ship or something chose us to be awake. We have purpose here. Yeah, but the, that never yeah. happened in the movie. Are you yeah. sure? Doesn't he say that in sort of like maybe we we're supposed to be here? He does say that. So he says something like that. Yeah, in, but he's talking about their, yeah. their romance or, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, the trailer led me to believe sure, yeah. that for some reason these two people mm-hmm. were woken up prematurely together for some purpose for and on that ship. So so on the note of anticipation, my wife and I had plans to actually go to the theater and watch this. And we actually don't go to the theater all that much because she's she's a big Jennifer Lawrence fan, love the Hunger Games. I'm sci-fi, sure, sign me up. I'll just, I'm already there, right? And then the day of, I read I read an article in The Guardian based saying, wait, hold on, everybody. <laughs> the Passengers movie isn't what you think it is. And I was kind of like, oh, gosh, should I spoil a movie for my wife? And I said, should, probably something you should know. I hate to spoil this for you. But then I mentioned, obviously, about this little, this little, oh, this little twist they kind of left out in the marketing about, you know, Chris Pratt, you know, waking kidnapping and, a woman, kid, 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 kind <laughs> yeah. of stalking and yeah. kidnapping yeah. a woman, <laughs> and yeah, that we didn't, we didn't watch it until this weekend. So, so yeah, I think, so I think some of that came out, and it's, you know, uh, so obviously, as as the movie goes on, there's this big, you know, kind of calamity starts the, happening. The ship's been breaking down. Yeah, for it's a breaking while. down. And yeah, slowly. And that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, but I mean, obviously, at that point, you've already established that. You've got these two characters. Uh, one you either kind of, sort of feel for, but uh, hey, we'll, we'll we'll get into that. So let's 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 go let's go reverse around the uh, around the table. We'll go keep and cut. So Anita, what do you oh, keep? What we do haven't you cut? finished the movie. We, yet. Have, we have to finish the movie first. Sure, if you want to keep, yeah, if you want to go the whole movie. <laughs> so then a crew member wakes up. His name is Gus. He is Lawrence Fishburne. He also wakes up early. He also yeah. wakes up early. Something went wrong in his pod. Something went wrong with his pod, and he wakes up. And he can actually help them because he's crew. Yeah. So then they find out 
well, they, they on their way to find out what's breaking down. Yeah, they figure out what's wrong, and then they know they can try to fix it. And then it turns out that Gus has basically all the cancer because he has his, all of the because his pod malfunctioned. <laughs> yeah, six hundred and twelve disorders or whatever yeah. it was. So unfortunately, he dies because reasons. Yeah, he was there for a couple minutes, and yeah. then the crisis he, is resolved. His, very quickly. He served his yeah, he served his purpose in the plot. So then it becomes like it is they there's something wrong with the engines. They have to they have to fix the engine. Yeah, uh, they have to fix the computer and then and yeah. vet the reactor because the it's all going. And That's so right. they the movie switches into crisis mode and and very quickly resolves that crisis. Yes. Yeah. So he goes through this noble act of self sacrifice. Yeah. And then she realizes that she doesn't want to be alone and she actually cares about him. So she has to rescue him then yeah. from his self-sacrifice. And then they live happily ever after. For 90 years and they turn the uh, the whole ship into like a big garden. Yes. Which is kind, kind of, of sweet in a way. Uh, <laughs> if it wasn't for all she, the... If it wasn't for the fact that he had kidnapped her. Yes. She quickly forgives him for what he's done to her yeah. and they carry on. Uh, so if we're moving, will he ever ask? Question mark. <laughs> There's a heavy, he- very heavy, heavy-handed drowning metaphor. So yeah, uh, the, basically the the weird undercurrent for two thirds of the movie is the fact that Chris Pratt stalked and kidnapped a woman. Yeah, and that basically to the, to the point where um, Jennifer Lawrence's character basically calls him a murderer. Yes, more or less. She and does. Rightly she so. uses that word. Yeah, mm-hmm. which which. It, it, is basically the crux of the problem with the movie is like that is essentially what he a is. bridge too far for me as an audience member to sort of buy this turn that in the end she's going to realize that she still loves him and stays with him. Yeah. He's a, he stalked her, kidnapped her, is forcing her into this life now. Yeah. Um but he's a really good guy. Yeah. So she forgives him and just, loves him. He again. was just lonely. Everything's and we, just lonely. And we should mention there is because the obvious question is, why doesn't everybody just go back to sleep? There is no way for them to go back to sleep in their sleep pods because those pods are meant to keep them in stasis. They actually went through a huge process to go into stasis in the yeah. first place. Although there is, they, they do find out uh, at the end of the movie, there's a, Jennifer Lawrence has a choice. She like they find out that the the med pod that they use to diagnose Gus and could, save Chris could, Pratt could put them could put one person to sleep. So. Jen- Chris Pratt gives her Jennifer Lawrence the choice to either like he's, he's he gives her the choice to stay in the pod and then she chooses not to, to. Just live the life with him. Yeah. So there's the movie. There yeah. we go. Yeah. So I, know, I know that was a long way to go on, dear audience, but trust me, it's worth it because those those little tiny nuances are, are going to be important when we're fixing this movie. Because it's it's those are the nuances that need fixed. Yeah. Yeah. So let's so let's talk about um, so so here's a question: Can we talk about what we keep and, and what we cut without doing the fix yet? Can we can we can we do that subtly? Uh, I think so. everyone's got everyone's got I, their, their perfect little fix. So let's start with what we keep in the movie first. So let's, I, I I would keep most of it actually. That's yeah. what I, I wrote down in my notes. I'd keep ninety five percent of it. Yeah, the yeah. like like we said at the beginning, the it has a good strong like skeleton, like a good foundation. Yeah, this this could be a good movie if we just tweak a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right or yeah. or fix the one big overlying problem. Yeah, there's there's very little I would cut. I would I would add a few things. Are we allowed to add? In the next section. Okay. In, the, in the next section, yes. Yeah. So you're, so you're keeping most of it. Scott, I would I would keep most of is it. Is there anything you would specifically cut? 
that you just don't let me, like. Let me think on that for a minute. Okay. Well, the the thing that I would specifically cut is my big change, so maybe I shouldn't mention that right now. But no, I, I, I am with the general consensus. Okay. Most of the movie's quite good. I would cut um, the obviously the moment where um, Jennifer Lawrence says to Chris Pratt, "I can't live without you." Because that's the that's that's that was the moment in the movie where I was just like, <laughs> "Nope, too far." Nope. And I would cut them living uh, together to old age. Yeah. Those are my two main cuts. Um, the things that I would keep. I loved Arthur. I thought he was great. Well, uh, I, Arthur the robot. I, I have a thing for Michael Sheen. I, I'm a big fan of Michael Sheen. And yeah. I, he was perfect. Even in, he was even fantastic in, as a Even in really, bartender. really terrible movies, Aaron's smiling now because I'm about to talk about... Aaron's our peanut uh, gallery today. Uh, God, what's the movie, Aaron? Twilight. Twilight. In the last Twilight movie, uh, uh, he... Oh, yeah, that's where I recognize him from. (laughs) Twilight movies. He plays this, um... Is he, like, a vampire boss? He's, like, the king of vampires. (laughs) And he's perfect. (laughs) Come uh, come over over here. If you're going to say something, just come. No, that's okay. Okay. He giggles. Yeah, he just... He has this... Like, he has this hilarious, over-the-top giggle in the movie that's just... It's just delightful. Just, if you can YouTube it, go on YouTube and yeah, set it as your ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he had a, a delightful bit in uh, Tron Legacy. Oh, that's right. We yeah. yeah. I don't really remember that. At uh, all. I forget the name he of the character. The... Dressed all in white, uh, runs the nightclub, does a ridiculous uh, dance, has a well, crazy wig up. on. I'm looking it up. That's uh, Michael Sheen too, and it's he's like one of my favorite movies. I, 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 quite, I, I, I think I, I barely remember anything. I quite liked movie. him in Frost Nixon, but that's yep. just me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say 30 Rock. Uh, he was also very funny in 30 Rock. Master- As Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. Masters of Sex is really good. Too. Because if because if I've you were to really put him and the actor Wesley Snipes next to each other and ask which one should be named Wesley Snipes, you'll pick the pale British man every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Sheen was Zeus slash Caster in uh, Tron Legacy. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, I think I'm on, I think I'm, I'm on board with which maybe like there's yeah, there's very little. The movie looks great. Uh, like you know, this, all the special effects, the set design is, is really really oh, really cool. Oh, the set cool. design and it, the thought oh, that went gorgeous. into the into the sci-fi world, like the yeah. tech of the ship was all very logical and believable to me. There yeah. was nothing where I was like, well, that's clearly magic. Like, yeah, and there's some very Star Trekian things in this, yeah. like isolinear chips are in this. <laughs> kind of, oh, yeah, kind of, yeah. The hibernation bed. Yeah, and, little... and this is probably one of the. First sci-fi movies I've seen that have a version of the deflector dish. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, they also um, they also put a lot of thought into the logistics of kind of living by yourself on a ship for that long. Yeah, which is stocked with supplies for colonization. Yeah. So they they kind of they kind of play with uh, specifically Jim, like because he's a mechanic and he's kind of a problem solver. Going into the storage bays and finding stuff that they need and trying to make their lives a little easier yeah, yeah. and whatnot. And I kind of, I kind of liked the thought that went into that too. I, I kind of liked the cynical sort of point of view of the movie that that space travel would become so commonplace that moving to a new world would be the equivalent of going on a cruise ship. Yeah, yeah. They they they, they keep remarking in the in the in the, in the movie about um, that. Uh, 
you know, that what what happens to, to Chris, what happens to Jim, like when his pod malfunctions, doesn't happen. It doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah, like, no, you no, can't no. be here. Yeah, it's like no, no, my my pod malfunction. No, that, that can't happen. Yeah, the computer on the on the ship is very unhelpful because, <laughs> yeah. as far as it's concerned, what's happened to him is impossible. Yeah, even though he is right there yeah. telling the computer, like, that I'm it's the only happened. one here. And like, no, that's impossible. You're you're still <laughs> you're in your in your cryo sleep. So the AI is kind of smart, but yeah. not that smart. And yeah, I, I also the, I, the also thing I like that twist was about how um, kind of like uh, is that you know all all the all the passengers on the ship. Um, you know they have you know they've kind of got classes of travel so jim who's just kind of lowly economy class class has a has a tiny little cabin uh when he goes to get his breakfast in the mess hall um he can't get a fancy coffee he can only get a large coffee and like some sort of like pale white loaf it's like a muffin or something uh, when uh when aurora wakes up she's got full gold class which she basically gets Whatever she wants. Yeah, she gets the fancy cappuccino and yeah. the eggs Benedict yeah, and the, the most delicious omelets and, and yeah, <coughs> fruit. Um, and, uh, yeah. So yeah, and actually, I also kind of like yeah, like all the different uh, like you know the different robots we've got. Arthur, who's like the bartending robot. Yeah, uh, you've got the little like little little Roombas. Little Roombas. All the waiters the, like, in the, the restaurants. The waiter, the oh French robots. God. Yeah, that, yeah it's, it's lots, forgot lots about of, the lots waiters. Of, lots of cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then basically, yeah, as far as cuts go, um, yeah, I think it's just. They have to save that for the fix because I think everyone's everyone's got their one cut. Everyone's just sharp. You should right now. Everyone's just sharpening their knife. Right it's like now oh, because we're, everyone's, everyone's we're gonna got, fix you, got, movie. Got the You're fix. gonna be I, great. I, 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 I will say one thing though about just you know. So they, so I, I'm gonna. So they had good chemistry. I didn't think they had great chemistry. I didn't think so either. Um, I and, thought it was okay. But. And so and and, I, and the and the problem and the reason I say this is because. Um, if if you guys so when it, if you guys want some homework, there is a a YouTube video where Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence they they were, appeared on a BBC show um, where they basically did a segment where they, where they did school schoolyard insults to each other, <laughs> and it's hilarious. And you can they just have this 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 wonderful just wonderful just energy and chemistry between them. And it's so like so I'd seen that first before seeing this movie, and then watching the movie and going like, well, they're okay. But I would also make the point that. Jennifer Lawrence acts circles around Chris Pratt. <laughs> like just she has There's a reason she is top billing. There is a reason there's a reason she made more money. She made twenty million against thirty percent of the gross uh, versus Chris Pratt's meager twelve million. I mean, how do you live on that? Um, <laughs> right? and why she why she's the Oscar winner. Chris Pratt is not as of yet. Who knows? Um, yeah, maybe for Guardians of the Galaxy too. May yeah, maybe. So um, so do we so do we wanna maybe we'll take the break right now and then we can jump into how we were all going to make Four alternate versions of passengers. And they're all going to be better. They're all going to be better. Than, uh, <laughs> they're all going to the be great. One. I'll also uh, read uh, read uh, your notes on here. I have some notes. Passengers edition. We boarded the Avalon with a destination. The greatest migration in human history. To wake up in a new century on a new planet, but in a blink of an eye, everything changed. It's so much on my mind. I don't know where to start. Back to I have some notes. We're talking about passengers tonight. Greg, Scott, Adida, and me, Colin, around the table. All right, we've talked about we've talked briefly how much we would uh, we want to cut from this movie, which is one big thing. We're keeping most of it. So here's what you're gonna happen now. You're gonna have sort of like like in Union Sci-Fi, they have like alternate realities and like snowflakes. We are all going to create an alternate reality version of passengers, which is gonna be so amazing. It's gonna be even better, be even better than the first one. 
So who wants to go first? Who wants who wants to who's their their, their giant? Well, Greg also kind of tipped his kind of tipped his hand right off the top. So why don't we start with that and he can expand? Sure. Okay, Greg, fix this movie. Okay, well I did off the top. I said that there was easy one easy fix, which was to just have Jennifer Lawrence jump into the hibernation pod at the end, okay, and not spend the rest of her days with uh, Chris Pat. But I did think of a couple other things that I think would be would be would improve um, the movie overall. Um, one which is which I would like to the movie to start off instead of just starting off on the ship and Chris Pratt waking up um, start with Chris Pratt on Earth and show his his life on Earth show that he doesn't really belong give us like give us like some small inklings of why he wants to leave and and also establish that he's already aware of Jennifer Lawrence's writing and maybe that like Jennifer Lawrence's writing uh, inspires him to, to You're saying leave. give him give him another reason other than she's pretty to wake her up? Absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> so that exactly. So when we get to the point where he's at his breaking point and then he finds Jennifer Lawrence of all people right in front of him. This this person that he admires mm-hmm. so much, this, right? This author that he knows and, yeah, and really yeah. likes. Then then it doesn't. Then you know it's it's, it's better than just like oh, pretty lady, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's, it's a Jerry Lewis moment. Ah, <laughs> oh, pretty lady, pretty lady. Oh, lady. Oh, why even? Apologies, uh, Jerry Lewis. By the way, apologies. Sorry, don't sue us. Just like our first date. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us in the peanut gallery, like <laughs> Crystal. <laughs> First ever heard on the podcast. Yes, your her, 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 her debut <laughs> moment. <laughs> That's okay. Well, I'll be stealing her ideas later on anyway. So, yeah. so you're, you're saying have a pre-existing sort of relation, or kind of like there's something that connects them before they get on. Yeah. The, the, well, and, yeah. at least connects him to her. And not this kind of allow her to him. I think that this will kind of allow you to to create more of a, a plutonic sort of relationship, or 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 just like. He not he doesn't necessarily want to necessarily romance Jennifer Lawrence. Just that like it's this person that you know would give him comfort somehow. He he he's got a connection to it, and so it doesn't it wouldn't necessarily feel as sort of like creepy that he's just gonna wake this woman up because he wants to bone down, you know. <laughs> uh, and then uh, obviously uh, I would have Jennifer Lawrence at the end. Choose to uh, get jump into the med bay, um, and I would have the uh, Chris Pratt spend the rest of his days uh, making that garden for her, so that when she wakes up, she sees that Chris Pratt spent his entire life trying to say I'm sorry, and it'd be kind of like this sort of like a bittersweet moment. That's so you really still sweet. have that sweet moment at the end where where you see this he you know he tried to redeem himself. Michael Boom! Yeah, it's something along those lines. Does that make it better? Does that redeem him a little bit? That's, what do you guys think? That's definitely one way to fix the the big problem with the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gives it a gives it a sadder ending. But yeah, like you said, like a bittersweet. Yeah. 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 He, he then spends his whole life kind of paying, trying kind to of paying for it. Yeah, for this atoning for him. Trying, trying to atone for this one. one then they could just like made. find his rotted corpse, like breaking <clears throat> the garden. Yeah, it was like just, hanging over it. <laughs> just, and Greg ruins it again. <laughs> the 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 room bots trying for fifty years <laughs> to clean up his, his donk. It is not <laughs> not quite 
Just like, oh, it's like, oh, there's a skull in this wonderful garden. Yeah, what happened to the room, the room of bots? They must have been going crazy animals? if there was well, a they, forest. You, you in can there. see them in the forest. Yeah. I assume didn't they were they, feeding the animals. Didn't they? Didn't, oh, didn't he, he reprogram them? Like yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right. Someone has to keep care of those animals because 88 years later, they are not alive. <laughs> like they were 30 somethings when we met them. Yeah. I'm, 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 I was still kind of confused, even though it's sci-fi and stuff. Lots of stuff happens. How it's like you just plant a tree in like a middle ship and just turns into. Well, they had soil and and such. Oh, okay. For t- colonization purposes, yeah. Guess. Well, they would probably had to bring their own bacteria to the yeah. to the new yeah. world. Brought their own yogurt. Yeah, yeah. And grew a garden yeah. out of that. It's like when you travel to a new country, you always eat yogurt first. Gets the old enzymes in your stomach. <laughs> and then the fast what you food do wasn't so bad. Yeah. Pro tip: say. <laughs> 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 be, be sure to subscribe to our spin-off podcast. I have some notes. Travel edition. <laughs> Pro tip: Eat the yogurt. Also, the honey. Yeah. Perfect. All right. All right. Okay. So I think we can all agree that would make a better movie. Scott, what's uh, what's your what is your your alternate reality version? Well, of Well, my my two big issues with the movie are number one, the creepy I've kidnapped a woman plot. Yep. And number two, that it takes it spends too much time on that plot and not on, as much time on the third act which I think is what the movie should be building up to. Okay. So I think if you find a way to truncate the middle act between uh, the two of them kind of connecting and falling in love, you can expand the third act when they actually have to save the ship Mm -hmm. and give it more time to breathe so that we have more time to get to know Gus Okay. so that it's more impactful when he dies. Yeah. And so that so that it doesn't seem... Yeah. And so that it doesn't seem like they, they solve the ship's problems so quickly. Because it really rushed through that third act. Yeah. And I think they, that could have had a little more room to breathe. Mm-hmm. The way you do that is you make it so that her pod actually does malfunction. Don't have him wake her up. Okay. After a year, another pod malfunctions. Because we've established that the ship is continuing to break yeah. down over that time. Another person wakes up just in time for to, to break him out of his doldrums. And then she has to go through kind of the same character arc he did but a little truncated but then you could add in some suspicion did you wake me up like yeah. is it because you were so lonely uh maybe they don't like each other at first and then yeah. you they, add, they have to break the ice add a, a little, little bit, bit add a little so bit that attention. so that when they do fall in love it's not undercut by the fact that he kidnapped her <laughs> and and then you can because you don't have to set up that reveal and deal with the aftermath of it yeah. You can truncate that middle act, and then you can let the third act breathe a little more. Yeah. So that was my suggestion for fixing the movie: is that her pod actually does accidentally wake up. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think that. I think yeah. That that you know. I think in both cases, yeah, we're removing that sort of the. Yeah. The the. My, my only concern about that is like and, it sort of like um, removes the central conflict of the movie. Right. But because you, there's no. Because it, because right, because the movie as it is right now, like the central conflict is that decision that he made. But it seems to me like they were. It seems to me like they somewhere along the line, while they were writing this movie, they made the decision to add that in. Yeah, and that took over what was originally supposed to be a movie about two unprepared people mm-hmm. saving a mm-hmm. ship full of colonists and then living out the rest of their lives. Yeah. and I think you could go back a draft. And make that work better. It was it was almost like they 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 added that just because hey we'll be be clever and try something new. And then they add that sort of, then they add this sort of like the whole waking up. And, and, and at the end of like, the day, that conflict does is what ruins the movie, and that's what yeah. we're trying to fix. <laughs> so. So. Well, then it, well, it definitely it definitely ruins. You can't you can't you can't you're not rooting for Chris Pratt because he's. 
because he kidnapped a woman. Because I kidnapped a woman and sentenced her to death. I'm not so saying that this that can't work. I'm just saying that like that that there that the the central conflict is gone. So we have to, we have to replace it with something. Well, right? and and that's why I suggest like maybe she does initially have some suspicion that he did wake her up on his own volition. Yeah. Maybe maybe they don't so, like one another. Right. So, so then there has instead to be of, instead of like her pod like uh, being clearly malfunctioned. You sort of make it uh, a little more ambiguous. Ambig- that's right. Yeah, yeah. That, and one, I, that, and, that works. And Anita, to be fair, has a variation of mine and yours, which is her suggestion, which kind of resolves that as well. Okay, go okay. ahead. Anita. Oh God, now, make you sound like I'm just gonna fix it. Here, here's Anita. <laughs> Apparently, uh, my my solution was instead of uh, the horrible decision to wake her up for selfish purposes. Uh, her pod malfunctions, and he has to choose between waking her up or letting her die. Mm, right. And then <clears throat> that... And then he can agonize over yeah. that, because if, if he lets her die, she dies. She goes peacefully in her sleep, but she dies. Right. And if he wakes her up, he is saving her life, with air quotes... But but kind of not and, really, and, and then he's, but he's, and it maintains the, the it maintains conflict. that conflict where that's pretty good. I can yeah. I can I can I can imagine the scene where she is angry at him for doing that because mm-hmm. yeah. he could have let her go peacefully in her sleep yeah. and she would have never known, and instead he has condemned her to a slow death. Mm-hmm. And and so you still have that central conflict, but it removes the selfish reason and it yeah. makes it less creepy. <laughs> yeah, because he was tr- he was trying to do what he thought was right. Yeah. yeah. And then, and, and then you still have the conflict where the, she's yeah. trying to... She needs to come to terms with it and whether she agrees that he did the right thing. Right. Yeah. I guess that that would kind <coughs> of make Jennifer Lawrence more of the antagonist in the movie. Maybe. It, yeah. It, I, I realize it would play with their relationship dynamic yeah. Yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But but the conflict would still but be least, there because she, could, she still has a reason to be really angry at him. But that does give you the opportunity to have that turn at the end when she's she's constantly blaming him for her situation then she does at yeah. the end and then she saves she, and moreover she saves him from a, from dying yeah that's right yeah and realizes that she couldn't let him die any more than he could let her die yeah. and so she she's in his shoes at that moment oh yeah. boy so and I would, right, I would also right there have, we've got a, a really much better movie yeah. Yeah. I would also have more Gus more I liked Gus. I liked Gus I liked having Lawrence Nita Fishburne Nita and I both agreed up. that the third act needed a little more time to breathe. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel that way. See, I felt like when he was, died, okay. when he died, I was like, "Oh, that's too bad." I feel, As opposed to, no, there was they had someone else. They had another I, person. I didn't need to be there for much longer, just long enough that just, we get a little attached. I needed to care about him yeah. a little bit more so was, that I felt it when he died. That's, Plus, that's totally fair because he does feel a lot like plot device because he right? has a very specific reason for being woken up which is to give them access to the bridge and all the things that they couldn't access before <laughs> right. that needed to happen for some reason and then they conveniently kill him off and they try to give him this beautiful funeral send off and I felt nothing I, yeah. yeah that's true and I I would like to feel something there you all, you almost <laughs> you, all, you, you almost need to make a decision as to whether you're going to either give Gus more screen time and then flesh him out as you guys mentioned or just remove him altogether and just have the bridge magically open up, or something like something goes, something else goes yeah, wrong, and suddenly and the like, bridge is open. Whoop, the door is open, or I, something like that. I, I think that Gus serves. Ooh, a what if what if Gus wakes up at the exact time that he's opening Jennifer Lawrence's uh, pod? <laughs> he's like, "What are you doing? Hey, hey, what are you doing, <laughs> weirdo?" 
Nobody liked that, eh? Moving no, on. No, <laughs> no, your idea is terrible. Greg is wrong again. <laughs> but uh, uh, but I, I think I agree with the idea of having a little more Gus so that we get to know him a little more, so that it's more tragic that he dies. Yeah. Because it's a big deal that another person is awake. Yeah. And he's just kind of quietly dealt with and fin- yeah. and then removed. He, and get, he gets all of the diseases all at once. Yes. And then he passes yeah. on. Yeah, his, his uh, funeral moment is definitely unearned so <laughs> i agree with you there yeah no for sure uh, but i do think we've got some we've got some 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 great alternate versions so here's here's the so my idea which i've uh which i i will uh, freely admit i stole from my wife um who actually watched this movie twice <laughs> thank you crystal so um so we're going to basically so so and, and we're wanting to keep a way to kind of keep keep that conflict together so here's how we're going to do it so her idea, slash our idea, because we're married and we share everything, <laughs> is we actually keep everything the same, but we switch the roles a little bit so that Chris Pratt isn't the mechanic super handy guy. He's actually the writer. Jennifer Lawrence is the mechanic and she's the engineer and that sort of thing. So somehow, some way, finding out um, what he spies her, but somehow deduces that, hey, wait, she's this engineer mechanical person by stalking her. Wait, so she wakes up first? No. Or he so still Chris, wakes up Chris first? Chris Pratt still wakes up first. Okay. But then maybe, so, but like, and the pod, the mid, so I think our version, the, the pod is next to hers, right? Yeah. So yeah, so basically, he, she is directly in the pod next to him. And so, you know, on all the different things, they have those screens that say, like, you know, who the yeah. person is, what they yep. do. So hers says, oh, wait, she's like this in, engineer or something mechanical, something or other. So instead of, so, so what he loses, he doesn't spend that year kind of going through this arc. It's basically, Oh geez, what's happening? I need someone to help. He can't find any help, you know, on the bridge or through the computers. But then remembers that this person is an engineer, so so somehow finds a way to. So his plan is okay. I'm going to wake her up because I think if I wake her up, she can fix my pod and her pod and put us both back to sleep. Right. So he so he monkeys with with her with her pod. Yeah. Right. Wakes wakes her up, but then is like, oh yes, I was something like you know. Something kind of happened, right? Like you know, there's something happened. I woke up. I need your help. You know, you know, uh, you know. I need your help, or maybe he did. But maybe he doesn't get to tell her that. Like, look, this was, you know, this happened. You know, I did this. It was just kind of like there was a malfunction. Things happened, and you know, like, can we can we fix this? And then from there, it's like, oh no, I actually can't fix it. And then they kind of you know kind of drift apart and come back. And then there is she finds out that oh by the way, whether it's Gus or someone else says, no, actually your thing was actually this was a this was manual like. You were woken up on purpose, and then it's revealed. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, I, I, I did wake you up, but it, but it was the idea that we were, were supposed to be able to go back to we sleep. We were supposed to be able to go back to sleep, right? So then you still have that guilt, you still have that conflict. Yeah, yeah. And I like that. But but and, but that caught that caught. Yeah, but it's just that that conflict is still there. No, I like it that he didn't wake her up. Well, he woke her up for pseudo selfish reasons. Yes, but not. The but loneliness. Not creepy, he was stalkery. Yeah, not creepy stalkery. He woke up for yeah, for yeah, out of like, desperation. Yes, like you, you can help me. We we can fix this. Yeah. Not I'm lonely and you're pretty. Yeah, I'm lonely and you're really pretty, and I'm in love with your writing. <laughs> we did we did discuss another way which I like that idea. That in which good. you could make the movie not creepy, but it wouldn't make for a very good movie. Okay. And that was to have a pre-existing. You kind of touched on it. A pre-existing relationship. Uh, between Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. If they were like a married couple, yeah. mm-hmm. him waking her up out of loneliness, even though he knows <clears throat> it's consigning her to death, is much more forgivable yeah. um, than 
I decided that you were pretty and I woke you up because. Yeah. Um, but that wouldn't have made for a very exciting movie because... Well, it wouldn't have made for as exciting. It well, might have the, the movie kind of has... You like take a, away the conflict. It, you take away the conflict of, I've kidnapped you. <laughs> yeah, which is the central conflict yeah. and you really need that kidnapping bit in it. No, because... It's really the gusto well, of the At that film. point, you have a pre-existing... Well, we talked about this this yeah, afternoon. Yeah. How if, if we were both in, like, you know, stasis and one of us woke up prematurely... I would be okay if Scott woke me up because he's my husband and I want to be with him and and we know that as opposed to a stranger waking you up and being like, so you're really pretty and And I like your books. And now you're trapped on this ship with me for 80 more years. I like your books. You got a pretty mouth. Do you want to go swimming in our gravity pool? How how big of a gamble is that, by the way? Yeah, what if you'd been a total jerk? Yeah. Like, like, have you ever, like done online dating like you can read all the profiles you want <laughs> like you meet the person it's completely so that'll be different. that'll be in the parody version of it, where it's just like oh she's not what i thought at all she's terrible i'm gonna take you on a spacewalk and accidentally <laughs> take the tether off and then go wake up another pretty lady <laughs> this is the parody movie and i do not condone I do not condone the actions of parody. I, know, I, Chris I, I like I like this version. I like doubling down on the creep factor. <laughs> so so going to so wake actually, up all the pretty so, ladies. So on that, I think so. Actually, so if you wanted to even go like so a couple other different directions, you could actually just make this a straight up spooky space thriller where. Instead of making Chris Pratt this kind of like this, oh, this guy was just lonely and he was out of desperation. No, make him a full-on psychopath, and yeah. you know, basically, you know, Jeff Roy is trying to like you know protect herself and like you know save a ship that's starting to crash, but also protect herself from this crazy person. Like you could you could go that road. Very him, different movie make, at that point. Make him the monster, or again, but if, or if you just just make it, uh, you know, take out the take you the take out the creepiness and just like now it's just a it's a love story. It's uh, it's Blue Lagoon in space. Still that for my wife as well. <laughs> there's, there's one other change that uh, that I wanted to talk about, and I want to preface this: this is not my idea, and actually we don't even know who this idea is. Past guest Mark Jowett uh, told me about a review that he read that suggested that um, J- um, Chris Pratt should die. Uh, saving her in the yeah sure okay fire is probably a pretty horrible death I think yeah. in the space fire <laughs> space burning, fire burning in a fire yeah uh, with the door and when Jennifer Lawrence is now faced with the prospect of being lonely forever she then wakes someone else up and then it becomes like a cycle oh like, like, like the Matrix <laughs> that that gives you a like a kind of an ominous creepy ending yeah yeah I like that too. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of really good ways to. Uh, to there fix there this. was, and that's and that fundamentally underscores the movie. The movie had one glaring flaw, and yeah. it would have been so easy to fix, and yeah. it would have saved the movie. Yeah. Uh, but alas, they went with their as his movie, and it was uh, not a success. Yeah, not yeah, and they and they paid dearly for it. Well, the actors did, and they made a lot of money. But uh, I don't, I don't know that. Didn't, didn't do well, well, maybe the reviews affected it, but I really just think that like. People were just were not really interested in it. I don't like, think the marketing was very good. Well, and the marketing was also misleading. Well, yeah, well, that, that, yeah, that was the that problem. I think I, too. Yeah, I, I think, thought we were having a, an exciting space thriller. Yeah, and it a sexy space thriller. Yes, but instead it turned into a that. creepy, a creepy what's quote it? unquote romance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think I think had the buzz of uh, had the buzz been good, like I think. Like I think, yeah, there are people that, there. There are people in this table and around this room that were actually going to go watch it, and then came to a screeching, grinding halt when they found out more. So, so, so I feel like that just 
mm-hmm. that cascaded, right? I have, a, I have a theory that, like, the glossy, um, shiny visions of the future are tougher sells than the gritty... Uh, Apocalyptic future? Yeah, because you, you look at, like, this movie and stuff like um, Oblivion... Uh, movies that that feature this future, this future where it's like you know it's, it's the scene, Apple future. The, yeah, the Apple future, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Just, like they don't seem to do very well. Oh, did everybody catch the Sony product placement in this movie? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I didn't. Was uh, there a the, bio in there? The like tablet that Chris Pratt was using, the holographic tablet, was yeah. a Sony product. Yeah. Oh, Sony, right there. Right yeah, there. they love throwing their stuff in there. Sony's been around for five thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> did they make the faulty ship too? Is that yeah, they might have? Yeah, it's like. Just needed a software patch or something along those lines. Should have upgraded to iOS. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> Bung. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, get some uh, feedback from uh, some other folks. We actually got uh, lots of great feedback on our "I Have Some Notes" Facebook page. Uh, our first comment was from our own Scott C. Bourgeois, who said, "For the record, some of us are not looking forward to watching this movie." But you did anyway. It, it wasn't as bad as I was braced for. Yeah, we'll put it that way. Yeah, I was preparing to hate this movie, and I didn't. And I'm, I'm pleased that I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Andrew mentioned that it was just okay, and then all go, goes on and says that, how about the crisis takes place sooner, force him to wake people up to help. Most of the movie then takes place after as they build their life. Everyone wakes up at, at the end to discover two new generations of people who know how to survive. See, there's another good there, there's There's a whole other movie. That becomes a TV show, I think, at that point. I would watch I think, that TV show. And even I think, I think even if it's you, basically Earth Two. If like did, that's Earth Two. If right? you did the twist where it's like someone's like waking someone else up at like at the end of someone else dying, just kind of like yeah, you've got yeah. kind of like a neat little an, neat an little, ongoing thing. Yeah. Uh, Nathan says, "I heard it was advertised wrong for what the movie was, but I haven't yep. seen it yet. You so. are right. Yeah, you you are correct. Correct. <laughs> um, uh, Matthew says, uh, "Better question: What's not to love about this movie?" <laughs> uh, he goes on to say, "How about uh, the kidnapping? The yeah, kidnapping yeah. is something that's kind of awkward. <laughs> yeah. The woeful misuse of Andy Garcia. Yeah, he actually mentions I love the casting except for Andy Garcia at the end. Terrible. Why was he there? That's a good question. He show, shows up. You have Andy Garcia. He doesn't even have any lines. He's yeah. just a cameo. He's just like pop. Like <laughs> he gets like." Three seconds of screen time and yeah. a beard. And and a shocked expression. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I, I was... You get that's, Andy Garcia well, that's and that's was, what you do I was with waiting him? for the moment that they just discover their dead bodies. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> because he, he, Andrew or Matthew argues, it was a pretty classic in the romance genre. Boy loves girl. Girl learns to love boy. Girl finds out a horrible sin and despises the boy. Then tragic, suspenseful events yeah. draw her to love boy again. Yeah. I really... Really? Is that how yeah. it's basically she, a romantic you comedy. Need to, you need to go back and watch some old movies. She yeah. rightly calls him a murderer. In this yeah, movie. <laughs> you may have heard of it. Beauty and the Beast. Not familiar. Kid, Just kidnapped kid. woman yep. falls in love with horrible man. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he changes was a mon- him. He was it's, a monster. It's a story as old as time. Changes him, and through the magic of love. <laughs> By the way, on that, just a, as, a, as a quick aside, uh, Beauty and the Beast uh, the, is the top-grossing movie of the year so far. Nine hundred and ten million dollars, and it's like it's the, the next closest is Logan at five hundred and eighty-six. So the writers of Passengers must have been like, "Come on, <laughs> it's the same us. thing." <laughs> We're just—it's Beauty, Beauty and the Beast in space. <laughs> <laughs> Additional side note: apparently, that movie is quite intense for kids. So, parents, take oh, note. Uh, Iris says, I like the movie, but how did the computers tell him he's a few months away from his destination, yet other computers knew he had 90 years to go? Well, because he was awake, so obviously he had woken up four months before they arrived, except that the ship's (laughs) geographical position in space 
was geographical position in space. Astronomical <laughs> position in space was 90 years out. So yeah. the computer was trying to reckon. They, they even, to be fair, they even make that point with Arthur the Android. Because he's like, he explains the, the fallacy to Arthur who acknowledges, well, we're 90 years from our destination, but obviously you're awake, so we only have four months to our destination. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, isn't that impossible? And the robot actually like glitches out for a moment. Yeah. He's like, you are correct. That is impossible. <laughs> like, you cannot be here. <laughs> basically, the computer so then, is smart, but it's not that smart. Yeah. <laughs> a, a nice little infuriating twist actually would have been actually had like, you know, actually, them being right all along, they actually were only four months away. <laughs> <laughs> like, the navigation computer was actually wrong. It's like, oh, surprise, we're actually, we were there. This comment made me think of, like, the fact that, like, the hibernation stuff is not on board. Like, this ship is, like, the size of a city. Yeah. And, like, the idea that, like, they could fit they have everything all else the, all the hibernation ship. equipment on it. it we have the Titanic fallacy. These we, hibernation pods never break, so we never have to worry about we it. We actually discussed this mm-hmm. because I was pointing out that it seemed weird the ship only had one auto dock on board. For 5,000 colonists and 250 crew, there's only one automated surgical bed. Yeah. That seemed really weird. And he mentions that they've got backup, they've got replacement parts and systems For all everything. over. For everything. Why, could, <laughs> why, couldn't they have, why wouldn't they have a backup <laughs> auto dock that they could have plugged in and then they both could have gone to sleep? Like, that that was the one thing that made me go, in retrospect, like, an hour after I watched the movie, that was my fridge logic, like, wait a minute, for, <laughs> yeah. for over 5,000 people, they only have one automatic doctor bed? That is weird. Yeah, even the Prometheus <laughs> ship had a couple of them. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It even had a secret one. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, true. one just for Charlize Theron. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of I want a mashup of both movies now. <laughs> you open up a door and there's the Prometheus crew. Oh no! Um, Looking confused. Yeah, uh, Matt says if anyone has any insight into what kind of juicy dirt the production team had on Andy Garcia, that'd be awesome. I don't know. Maybe just stumbled on set. Maybe there actually was him walking into a different movie and they just, and they just kept it. <laughs> maybe maybe he owed someone a favor. Well, with, yeah, he's like, like, huh. computer effects. It could it could have been from anything. He was, it's just he a just, guy. It's just a guy in a green suit. And the <laughs> and computer like, generated Andy Garcia. Garcia. <laughs> Andy Garcia was just on the lot that day. They're like, yeah. "Oh, we need you for a minute." Oh, like, oh no, Put I got this suit on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and with, the, only, the, only, the only way it would have been better is that actually, if they actually would have put him like it was like Jim, Jennifer Lawrence, Chris Pratt featuring Andy, Andy Garcia. Garcia. <laughs> and then he's only there for like he was like, like the main seven. like the main guy on the yeah, poster. Yeah, he gets top billing. And like, I will say actually, I knew Lawrence Fishburne was in the movie. Because he was in some of the trailers. And I was just kind of waiting for him to show up. So it wasn't a huge surprise when he did. If I was if I was doing the market and obviously the marketing people were way off on this movie, yeah. but if I was making those trailers, I would have made I would have not shown him. Yeah. I would have not made reference to the fact that he was in the movie. So that when Gus appears, it's actually a big surprise. Yeah. Like, oh shit, Lawrence yeah. Fishburne is there. <laughs> yeah. I think that would have been a nice little like third act surprise. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. So. Actually, I did. I actually didn't know he was in. It, so it was, I, I was actually surprised. Yeah. Oh, good I, Orpheus is here. I didn't know he was in it either. So but I had I seen surprised. him in some of the trailers, and I was ah. like, so I know Lawrence Fishburne is somewhere in this movie, and I'm kind of waiting for him to show. Oh, there he is. Yeah. And now he's gone. Yeah. Um, uh, Melissa says, uh, I loved it, but my taste in movies has always been questionable. Which is going to be the script. <laughs> Apparently, you on like my first tattoo. You like movies <laughs> where a man kidnaps a woman, <laughs> yeah. and they fall in love, and they fall in Thanks love. Thanks to disaster. <laughs> Thanks to uh, Stockholm syndrome. And Ty- Tyler says uh, some things I liked. I appreciate how almost everything was part of a natural progression. 
Spocky and eyebrow. Uh, <laughs> the whole reason for him being woken up wasn't uh, wasn't wasn't because of a malfunction, but because he was meant to fix the ship, which didn't tell him. Okay, I would have uh, I would have changed how simplistic the plot was. I enjoyed it, but I would like more complexities along the way. So fault in that logic. Sure. If he was woken up because he was meant to fix the ship, why didn't they wake up a crew member who had access to the ship? Yeah, he was he was actually woken up by accident. Yeah. He just happened to have the skills necessary to fix. Yeah, the it was ship. weird yes. coincidence that he was a mechanic. And, 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 and not only, an engineer, a only mechanic. Only barely, only yeah. barely had. Like I like that. Actually, the scene where they're trying to fix it was pretty great. Because they were, like, he really didn't have any idea. He was just guessing the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Like, he said, not an engineer, a mechanic. Yeah, like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's different. See, most of this movie is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And Aaron, no, and did, I Aaron could, didn't want to watch and it. I could, and kiss, I could kiss, follow kiss. the logic as well for most of them. Like, and here's the tragic part. I could even follow the logic of him making the choice to wake up Jennifer Lawrence. Like, it made sense from a character point of view even if it was wrong of him well, to do actually, it actually like Aaron and I discussed this like it, like I don't actually have a problem with the movie being creepy like it's not it's not a problem to have like this weird creepy conflict what what sucks about it is that in the end uh, Jennifer Lawrence appeases that creepiness. Well, yes. they, yeah, they, 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 yeah, yeah, they just they try to they try. He's, to he's vindicated. Right. In yeah, they try yeah. to vindicate. And he shouldn't have been. Yeah, yeah. And all of our fixes are trying to work various ways of like fix, yeah. of of removing that plot or making it so he's not vindicated. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, good job, team. I think we did a good job here. We made a better move. I, I like all multiple, of our fixes, actually. I thought we, 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 this will be in the uh, the super assembly cut, where it's just be the same movie four times. And thanks to listeners for all the awesome comments. Yeah, this was great. 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 Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, and if you if you, if after after the so after if you're listening to this, if you want to even chime in, there's a nice little thread. Uh, it's got a nice picture of creepy, sad puppy dog eyes. Uh, Chris <laughs> Pratt looking at. Are you still mad? Yeah, looking at a very a very angry. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yes, in the, in the like, Chris super. Evil in the evil black, and Jennifer Lawrence in the angelic white. Yeah, eating what looks to be the movie uh, is a little heavy handed. Looks, looks, looks like she's be having a perfect sphere of she's nice having bits for breakfast. It looks like it's oh, yeah. yeah. Go go to, go to go to I have some notes uh, uh, on Facebook, and you can find the thread uh, and the graphic. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, please do that. Also, uh, leave us a review on iTunes on Google Play. If you like the podcast, share it with your friends and your family, and heck, even your enemies, why not? Yeah, show it to your dog. Show it to your... Your dog might like it. Maybe we'll do a dog episode. Sure. Let's, Who's let's, a good boy? Let's fix You're a good boy. Air butt. Inaudible to humans. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. uh, that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, thanks to Scott and Edith for joining us tonight. Thanks Always. to our studio yes. audience, our captive studio audience. Uh, Who were kidnapped for 88 years. <laughs> 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 That's okay. We're all going to like to see like a French restaurant with um, robot robots. Robot robot French they were playing Dance Dance Revolution oh. for years and years and years. I liked that he had all the high scores. Yeah. when he brought her there, that was, <laughs> that a nice was nice. Touch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think that's us. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Okay, bye. Let's go. Don't wake anyone's pod up. Gee whiz. And I'll throw this in at the end because <laughs> we're <laughs> we're having an argument about whether. <laughs>
Chris Pratt is stalking yes. Jennifer Lawrence. There's no argument. Yes, he is. We're he having, is stalking her. Yes, she's apparently. She's, she's a, in the movie. She's a writer. She's, yeah, and he's reading no. her writing. No, he sees her. He sees her through her little window. Thinks, oh, she's pretty. Looks her up. Finds like all of her info. All of her info. Reads her her introduction interviews that she used to get on the ship. Reads everything she's ever written because she's a writer. And he does it so that he can action that information. And then goes to talk to Arthur about how wonderful she is and how he wants to wake her up. And he is stalking this woman. He is stalking her. Greg, he's stalking her. No. Yes. (laughs) I don't know how you define stalking. So what would you what would you call it? Well, I guess I don't know. I've never stalked anyone before, so. Let me explain. Like, okay, this is like. It's <laughs> Let all, me explain how stalking. It's all, all, stalking <laughs> it's all public stalking definition. Clearly, all the information he has is public information. He can access. He can access all of it, right? Right. So, so if if he's accessing her writing and learning about her through her writing, like, how is that? How is that different from like, you know, um, like you. You see, like, a YouTube star or whatever, and then you go read their blog about their life and stuff like that. Nah, I gotcha! <laughs> I gotcha! Except, except, are you then planning to go and interject yourself into that YouTube star's life using that information? Maybe. Well, then you have been <laughs> stalking that YouTube star. <laughs> well, this is a pretty unique situation, I think. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't disagree, so, but I would suggest yeah, so that he still stalks and... not starting! Let's, let's at least say that we can all agree he definitely kidnapped her, though. Yes! I don't disagree with that. So We're so, arguing over the semantics of whether I'm, or not he stalked so, her. So, so I'm looking at the Canadian Bar Association on what the definition of what is stalking. <laughs> uh, for stalking to be criminal harassment, here's what's required. A person does one or more of the following things. Let's make a list. Yep. Repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly follow uh, you or anyone you know. Define well, he, follow. He, he can't follow her. She's asleep. But well, he does visit yeah. her frequently. So that one doesn't count. Communi- communicate, uh, communicate uh, with you or anyone you know directly or indirectly. Watch you lurk around your home, workplace, or any other place. He definitely does that. He does that. Definitely does that. Okay. Engage in any threatening conduct to you or your family. Um, nope. well, yeah, he does so kidnap her. He does kidnap her. So. Yeah, I would say. So here's the thing: they that, they they have to. He is space they, stalking they her. Try, they try to redeem the. So the the whole point. I think the whole point of uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character is that he he delivers the line that basically says, "Hey, a drowning man will reach for someone oh, else. A drowning man will take someone with him. Yeah, when something when, like yeah, that. Oh, if a mountain is drowning, they're going to reach over them. They're going to pull them down down with him. So basically, he tries to kind of. And then she almost excuse. drowns in the pool because the movie really needed to hit you yes, on the head. Yes, exactly. With that is the heavy drowning metaphor. Yeah. So, yeah. So I would. So if we're we're three to one that it's stalking, <laughs> because yeah, stalking. So here's kidnapping. The thing, here's the thing. I think and I think it also just because you know he like he sees her and it's like I think you're being played. She's pretty. No, no, no. I think she's hot. She's yeah. a hot blonde girl. Yeah. In a little little white spacesuit. Yeah. And he's just yeah. like, hey, she's pretty hot. Oh, I should look her up. Oh, she's actually super interesting, and I'm rich, but she's still super hot. And reads all her things. And, and I'm stuff. so lonely. That, like, part, oh, that, part so lonely. that part of it's really gross that he was just like, he, he literally was like, der, hot lady. Yeah. But like, then the like, only oh. thing they didn't show is him like breathing heavily into the glass <laughs> and then he's like, over top of her <laughs> yeah. or something. And it's, then it's like, it's like he like falls in love with her. Oh, like, oh one to like, touch. One to touch, yes, pretty lady. So pretty. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah. So yeah, she I guess on that pod, she's like, talking. "Boy, man, it's it's moist on here. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here?" Yeah. Ew. So yeah. Sorry, Chris Brown. Oh, well, I think we all agree that I won. <laughs>